Good morning and welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty and I am here with Christine Koenig, Howard Hanna Rand Realty. So happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. Hope you're having a, uh, had a fabulous weekend. Yep, I did. It's, uh, it's, it's so sad that summer is over though. Right. You know? I feel like it went by so quickly. I mean, it just, I, I, I did, I don't think I did anything that fun. <laughs> I feel so. I feel like so I've busy. been. I've been in like an eternal summer because we've had the kids and with the COVID, and they finally went back to school. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I that's I am, exciting. Right? I usually am more sad about Labor Day than I am this year. <laughs> this year, I'm. I gotta say, um, there's a little bit of a happy dance going on. You know, I I typically what I would do when my my kids are not in school anymore. They're you know they're older. So typically what I would do when they would go to school that first day, when they would come back home, my whole house would be decorated for fall when they came <laughs> home. Like I would clean take away anything that had anything to do with summer and I would put out all the, the pumpkins and the the mums and all of that stuff. And now it's sort of like I don't really have a like a, a date to do that anymore because the kids don't go back to school. But I don't know, my daughter asked me, she's like, when are you gonna decorate for for, um, for, for fall, fall, mom? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, I started I, taking some of the stuff out, but I, I didn't do it yet. I go the other route. Um, for the first day of school, I invite all the moms over for a um, mom's brunch celebration. Christine, you should have just invited me over there. I would have pretended that I was a mom with kids going to school. Listen. <laughs> Next year, I will put you on the invite list because we have a rockin' good time. Um, today, or, uh, you know, when we had it on Friday, it was particularly um, amusing. Um, not one, but two of the moms walked in sort of Rocky style with their hands over their heads, <laughs> cheering their way into my living room um, because, you know... Uh, it's been a long it's year and a half, half right? That's, that I mean, is correct. And, you know, s- some of my mom friends have, you know, four kids, three kids, um, and it's it's been a lot it's been a lot and you know the the moms take on a lot of that um just you know because of society and whatever and so i have to tell you there was i don't want to say a sign of relief we all love our kids but it has been a lot and we yeah. re- we really had a, a really nice you sort of need a break after a while i mean i you were doing um the, did your your kids did go back to school but they then they did, kept but getting it was, correct it was be- coming it was home because right. someone like, got sick right. and whatever every other day then they were home for four months then they were back and then they one of them was back and then one of them was half time and i mean it it was it was like something new and getting our kids to adjust to like a new normal and then changing that and then changing it again, it, it wreaks havoc on a family. And you really have to be on top of them because yeah. they're not going to learn anything. And I, I have to question whether, you know, what they really have learned this past year. What no, grade is would, Nate in? Nate's, go, Nate's going into his freshman year. And oh my God, June I can't believe he's a freshman. Into seventh grade. Okay. So, um, you know, it's interesting. Um, June did better at home than... Uh, you know, than I thought that she was going to do. She was, she really liked being at home. Um, and Nate could not, um, couldn't stay focused, right? It was very hard to learn um, on the computer for him. So, you know, each kid is different and, yeah. you know, they can use different things. Uh, that all being said, um, I had absolutely no pushback from either of them about the summer ending or going back. They were both they ready. They to see their friends, Ready right? to go back. Yeah, they were really ready. Yeah, my um, I have you know uh, a nephew and a niece, and um, you know they they had said to me I haven't seen them yet, but they they had said to me that they were they were not unhappy that they were going back to school, and then my two nieces, um, one of them is in um, second grade, she's going in second, and the the baby she's not the baby, there's a baby younger than her, but the one that's younger is going into she just went to um, kindergarten and. Her bus was late because of all the rain yeah. and it was 40 minutes late and she was got up and she was ready to go. But then because she had so much anxiety waiting for the bus, she didn't want to get on the bus. Oh yeah. That's hard. It, you know, it, it, she's it, it's a kindergarten. Hard. It's, it's definitely hard for these, yes. these kids. So I, she's never done the bus thing before. Yeah. I will say the, the first day of school, like, you know, because of the storm the night before I was kind of telling the kids, like, if I get the text, I'll let you know, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know. I said, I think you'll go to school. We might have a delayed opening. It really depends. All this heavy rain is supposed to be through the night. 
Uh, oh my God, that was so, awful. I know. And so when the phone dinged at 520 in the morning, right? And I look at it and I, you know, I have to like scrabble for my glasses. I saw it was the school district. I'm like, oh no, please let them go to school. <laughs> and I look and the note, <laughs> it was a text to say, yes, we are still having school. And I'm like, really? Okay. Five, 520? But I had, to, I had to get the yes, we are still well, going. What time text? do the older kids get on the bus? The high school kids, they get um, on like at seven o'clock, well, some mid- of them, right? Middle school and high school are together. So both my okay. kids get on the bus together. Um, at 6.40 a.m. Oh, yeah, so you you need to know as I, early I as drive possible, them right? In the morning. It's too, but it's not everybody. It's just too does. early. I know. <laughs> well, so what time do they have to be there? 7.30. Oh, my god. Or 7.40, but um, I try do to you go in your, 7.30. Um, in your bathrobe? Um, sometimes just full-on pajamas. Um, sometimes <laughs> do the sometimes bathrobe. Um, it oh, is, uh, you know... Some I remember those days. I can slippers. remember somebody passing me on the road saying, I saw you this morning in your bathroom, your pink bathrobe strap was hanging out of the, the door. <laughs> oh my God, that's the best. <laughs> I was laughing my butt mm-hmm. off. You want to know what was really funny? Was uh, It was at Park Ave, so still the elementary school. Um, and I was uh, full pajamas, robe, and slippers. Uh-huh. And June left her lunch in the car. Oh, so you had to go in like that? And so I had to go, like, and, and like by the time I dropped her, like... This wasn't... This week. I, yes, full full on oh. into the school in the slippers and the robe. I mean, talk about embarrassing. Um, you should know that didn't stop me from continuing to wear slippers and robes. <laughs> it was it did give me pause for like one day. <laughs> but then I'm like, who cares? You know, first you're like, I'm never going to do that again. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that yeah, again. I'm going to do that again tomorrow. <laughs> so crazy. Um, anyway, so that was uh, that. That was good summer fun. What about um, what about Labor Day weekend? Any any anything fun, exciting? Not really. We're just you know we just kind of sat around having some barbecue with my you know immediate family. Nothing you know. Everyone's still you know starting to get worried about COVID again. So yeah. it's kind of like it's not necessarily the 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 wise thing to do to start having big parties right now, especially, you know, we'll see what happens with the kids going to school, like how yeah. that's going to affect everything. And I, my mom just got over being sick. Right. So, uh, and she did not have COVID, but she uh, was, was sick with um, something else. And she ended up in the hospital for a week and that was kind of a disaster. So I don't want to bring any germs and <laughs> yes. invite too many people out or go any place really, because I'm just a little bit concerned about that. My, um, Brothers also um, have left now for Italy. Mm-hmm. They're going there because I've talked about the fact that our we, we lost the roof on our house. We had a big fire over there. And they um, had to go there to figure out what to do with this roof because we have to put a new roof on there now. Oh, for sure. I mean, especially before the winter comes in. Before the rainy season comes. Once it's fall over there, it starts to rain. Right. So you know, um, we have to make sure that the house is secure or else we'll, you know, lose a lot more than we already have. And we don't even really know the extent of the damage yet because, you know, we haven't been there. We only know what other people who have gone to the house have told us. So it's sort of like... Yeah, you you got to get eyes on the ground and see what it's all about. Yeah, um, you know, it's a good... um, kind of a good segue to what we wanted to talk about a little bit about insurance. Yeah, between... uh, We thought that between the storms we had here and your family's experience... um, I recently, uh, which I think I may have mentioned before, when uh, Sugarloaf had the microburst, yeah, we had the tornado, um, and I had damage to my home. So I've just gone through the whole, um, you know, when something goes wrong, you you know, have home insurance. But, you know, what is that process like? And um, so we're going to take a few minutes um, and talk a little bit about, you know, filing a claim, what to expect. Um, you know, everyone uh, in my little area all filed claims, and everyone had a completely different experience. Yeah. And to me, and that's I'm not that far from you. I mean, yeah. what am I like? Maybe two miles from your house? Yeah. Three miles. And it was nasty, but we didn't have what you had. My yeah. sister lives right in Sugarloaf and it was, she didn't have power Yeah. when she first got, she was at my house when it happened. I had her children that day and she was picking them up and it was, uh, you know, she didn't end up going home. I said, don't leave right now. We're having a huge storm. Right. No, it was, um, it was really something. And um, so you know, we'll just talk a little bit about that insurance process um, and see what that's all about. And okay. then um, I think we're going to talk a little bit about um, something called RPR. Yep. And some of the um, some of the things that are available from there's also a website called Homeownership Matters. 
right. .realtor that has a bunch of things for people that are buying homes that you can go on to. So those are good resources for getting data and information when you're looking to buy a house. Yep. So All right. we will be right back after we hear from our sponsors. This is Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey for over 10 years, I focus my business on Orange, Passaic, and Sussex counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time homebuyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at Hudson mortgage.com. Hi, this is John Tesh. Tune in for great music and intelligence for your life on weekdays at 1 p.m. as we assemble the tips, the facts, and the news you need to be happier, healthier, more lovable, and more fun to be around. Radio worth listening to. We put the intelligence out there. You decide what to do with it. This is Jay Westerveld inviting you to tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for Tales and Trails, where I'll share many journeys and stories from my global travels and from your neighborhood, right here on Radio Worth Listening To. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, licensed in New York and New Jersey, hosting with... Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty in Warwick, New York. <laughs> we always have a good time, Christine. Don't I we? know it is good. It is. <laughs> and good. you and I haven't been on in such a long time. I feel like most of the summer. I know. I've I've hosted a lot with Dave lately, which has been really fun. I, you know, he's a great addition to to our program, and he brings such fun insight. Um, and he's an excellent home inspector, actually. Uh, when we hosted last week, we hosted together, and then we went right to a home inspection together. So I had <laughs> a good full, home inspector. Full day of Dave. He never freaks anybody out. No, but. But he'll talk them through everything he finds. Exactly. Yeah. So he's, he's good. He's, he, he does a very, very thorough job and he is, is good and he makes jokes and, you yeah. know, and he just makes everyone feel comfortable. That's right. So if you are looking for a home inspector, you can always call Dave Wilner at Pillar to Post. Right. So yes. home insurance. Home in, homeowner's insurance. So filing a claim. Mm-hmm. So we all pay for it. Um, if you have a mortgage, you, you're required to. If you don't have a mortgage, you're probably doing it anyway. And um, if you don't, it's you probably not a good idea. Yeah. So, um, you know, we had uh, a couple different things between you and me and, um, you know, just the area in general. We had the big floods from from um, Ida. We had, uh, I had a tornado in my area. You had the, the fire at the family home in Italy. Um, and, you know, that things happen, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, it is a fact of life that things happen. And sometimes acts of God. Yeah. And right. there's, there's, you can't prevent some of them, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you do when your house has um, incurred some sort of damage from something that is uh, beyond, beyond your control? Um, and I will say that when we had the tornado hit, we had hail that hit the house, we had hail damage. Um, and there were um, I guess indents from where the hail hit on um, the siding. Yeah, like so, like half my home, the front and the side, right? So the whole front. Were you home whole when side. it happened? So Nate was home and Justin oh. were, was home. Oh my God, they and must have been frightened. M Mike and I were down at a memorial about forty minutes away. So Justin, you know, Facetimed us, and I was like, "What's going on?" And Mike's looking. He's like, "He's like, yeah, that's hail and a lot of wind." you should go to the basement. A little less filming, a little more, go down to the basement. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, you know, they did. And then, uh, you know, we had heard that, um, you know, that there was a microburst. And then, you know, two or three days later, they had said that, yes, there was uh, small tornadoes in the area. So, um, which is so weird, right? So Because you're right next to that mountain. It's like, you think, you think you're safe. Right. But we're, you know, we're on top 
Yeah. And we get a lot of wind up there. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that, you know, we had that, that microburst, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I, I am surprised that there was like an actual tornado. But when you, when you look at some of the damage to the trees and stuff, it was like the tops of trees were ripped off. I mean, mm -hmm. like, like they were like asparagus being snapped. I mean, it, and they're young trees. They're not old trees. Mm -hmm. And that's when I knew that this was, this wasn't like just a storm. Right. Um, and so, you know, the next day, take inventory with your neighbors, see what's going on, right? Look down the street and just, you know, kind of take a toll of, of the total damage done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we started chit-chatting. Who has what insurance? You know, are you going to file a claim? Are you not? So, um, you know, it was one thing I do want to say is every insurance company operates differently. So um, my experience was totally different than my neighbors next door and totally different from my neighbors on the other side. Um, Did you have a good experience? I, I, my experience is still ongoing, so okay. I don't know the answer to that yet. I, um, I've had to file a claim, and it was actually a good experience. Right, and a couple I, of times I had I had a claim once before. It was a great experience. Um, this one is a long time, right? Where all my neighbors have already gotten their checks. I have I haven't even gotten a report back from my homeowners insurance yet. Huh. And I followed up with them, and they're you know so um, a couple different things that can happen. Some insurance companies say, go get a quote or two, send them to us. We'll evaluate the quote and decide next steps from there. Right. And so, um, you know, when that quote came in, one, one neighbor's insurance company said, great, cut them a check for that amount. And they were done. Hmm. They had their money within three days. Wow. Another, um, did their quote, um, and the insurance company said, great, we're not covering it. <gasps> I wow. don't, I don't know why. Um, another neighbor, um, and like, so here's something really interesting and you should check your policies for this. Um, some people pay extra to have total replacement value Yes, and some don't do that. And so if, let's just say you have damage to your roof and you need a new roof, but your roof is 15 years old on a 30 year roof, you only get half the value of a roof because your roof is already halfway through its expected life. And I, I'm assuming that your premium reflects that. Correct. Right. Right. And well, these are all choices you make up front. Right. And that's something that your insurance agent mm -hmm. ought to explain to you when that, you're when you're getting correct. the coverage. Right. I mean, and same thing with your deduction amounts. Some of my neighbors were five hundred dollar deductibles, some were a thousand, some were two thousand. Right? The more the more you're willing to put towards um, a claim, the less your insurance is, right? So mm -hmm. all of these things happen. Um, in my case, I got the estimates. Um, I sent them in. Then um, my insurance company said, great, we're going to send an adjuster out. They sent an adjuster out. He walked around the house. He measured everything. He took little notes. Um, he told me that he had to send a second adjuster out for the roof. So now another week went by. A what second adjuster came. Um, so um, because the, the, hail, the hail hit it um, and it bruised the roof, um, and so I'm waiting to see if the bruising was enough to cause damage that would shorten the, the life, life expectancy of the roof. You didn't have enough. a problem with this last, uh, you know, storm. Um, I did not climb up into the roof to see, but I didn't have any. I didn't have any, have any water, water in the house. house. Thank God. Yeah. For that. Um, so, um, so now I'm, you know, so now I'm in a waiting zone, right? So that was like three weeks ago. Was the adjuster was was done? So um, I guess last week I called to say, hey, insurance company what's going on? I said, all of my neighbors have already received, you know, whatever it was they, they were going to get to start making repairs. I said, one of my, one of my neighbors already has all new siding on their home. Um, I'm just wondering what the process is because mm -hmm. it seems different. So they said, you know, the guy looked, he's like, hold on, let me pull your file. He's like, okay, I see that I have the adjuster's comments. Um, those are going into review and then we'll let you know what we're doing from there. So um, that was another five days ago. And yet still no word. Hmm. So, um, as I said, I'm a little frustrated with the speed. Um, I don't know in the end whether or not that's a negative or a positive. It's to be continued, right? To we'll be continued. Out. Yeah. It's, um, you know, as I said, everyone was different. So um, will they pay, will they pay the contractors directly or will no, they cut you a check? They'll cut me a check. Um, and that's what, you know, that's, mostly standard right you right. if you get the estimates right um even the last time i had a big problem i was it was you know 20 years ago um and i had a water 
I had old radiators mm-hmm. and the, uh, the, the valve on the furnace had snapped oh. and the water filled all like the whole water system. And then it was raining through all like just water coming out every radiator. That right? wasn't it was in the house raining. you live in now. No, it was uh, raining through into oh my, my dining gosh. room, into my kitchen. And it was a $26,000 event. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, because I needed all new drywall on the ceilings and the walls and then new hardwood floor throughout. Mm-hmm. So that being said, that company was amazing to work with. They sent they sent a company called Belfour out that deals with floods. Um, and you know, they cut me the check, which I handed right. It, it was it was for the amount that they said the damage would cost. Mm-hmm. They cut it to me. I handed it to them. And they took care of everything. Um, well, that was good. And they did the work so fast. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We we had a claim. Um, the our air conditioning leaked. I don't know how much time we have right now. A few minutes. But our air conditioning leaked into my daughter's room, and by the time she came home and noticed it. We had like this huge bubble in the um, in the sheetrock, right. and then the water poured out and like soaked her carpet. And uh, they were actually really, really good about um, about that. They came in. They their adjuster came in. They did it, and I, you know, I had money within a week. Right, it was fast. That's what I'm saying. I'm, and I had know. you know a low deductible, so it wasn't you know I got almost all of the money. I think I have a $500 deductible. So that was, it, it was good. But I do, my my insurance agent did tell me that I needed to have, that I should have replacement value. Right, right. And I'm pretty sure I have replacement value, but even through all of this, I still haven't gone down to the basement to pull out my policy <laughs> to find out. I'm just sort of like a, leave it, leave it out there, see what happens. And then if I'm really unhappy with, with what shows up, then I'll pull the policy out and start... <laughs> start start my crazy phone call oh my god all right so we're gonna take another break and then we'll come back and we'll continue our conversation yeah i think we're gonna try to talk a little bit about dealing with the most common first-time homebuyer anxieties as well as some tools and things resources that are available where you can go to find those resources and we will take it from there so stay tuned we'll be right back Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.brandrealty.com. Pillar to Post Home Inspectors is your number one choice when buying or selling a home in the Hudson Valley. Pillar to Post Inspectors are experienced, informative, and very knowledgeable. We will examine the structure, plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical systems. Our thorough inspection will identify important factors, which may save buku dollars when making a home purchase. For more information or to schedule your home inspection, call the owner, David Wilner, at 845-610-5366. Visit PillarToPost.com backslash David Wilner. This is Allie Berman inviting you to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. on Winning Together with the number one team of personal injury attorneys at Sobo and Sobo. Call or text into the show and get answers to all your questions right here on Radio Worth Listening To. This is attorney Bob Kruhulik of the law firm Beatty and Kruhulik, the lawyer guy. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions. That's every Tuesday at 12 noon on Radio Worth Listening To. WTBQ GHT Weather. Some clouds this morning, maybe a shower, then partly sunny through the day with a high of 70 to 75. Tonight, mainly clear skies and quite cool with a low heading down to around 50. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine around as our temperatures get into the low and mid-70s. The clouds come in tomorrow night. We'll head back down to the mid-50s to around 60. And cloudy on Wednesday, scattered showers, maybe a thunderstorm later on in the afternoon and warmer. Highs in the upper 70s to lower 80s. From the WTVQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks' Tony Salimo. WTVQ. I'm gonna make this place your Welcome back. This is The Real Real Estate Show, and I am Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and I'm here with... 
Christine Koenig, Howard Hanna Rand Realty, licensed in New York and New Jersey. By the way, Grace, did you know that I finally got a, I'm going to call it like a vanity website name? You did? No, I, did. I didn't know that. What is it? It is listwithchrisk.com. Oh, that's good. I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. So um, if you need to find me, <laughs> it's easy. Listwithchrisk.com. And Chris is with a C. This way, I don't have to spell out my last name anymore. My last name isn't easy like Warren. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because when I call up um, like places and order food for some reason, that's when it always comes out wrong. I get this. Uh, is it Juan? Wong, Wan, I, I don't know. It's one. I'm like, right. no, it's Warren. Warren. <laughs> Warren. Like Warren Beatty. I don't know. Like, I can't get any easier than that. I know. So I was <laughs> so tired. Of, that I was so tired anyway. of spelling out my last name. Uh, finally, I was just like, that's it. And I sat down and I actually bought three different website names because like one came to me I'm like, that's pretty good. It's available. Let me buy it. Right before someone else grabs it, I don't know who's going to grab it. Um, and then grabbed it yet, right? Right. And then there was another one, and I'm like, oh, that's even better. I can't believe I bought that other one, right? And then finally, I came, you know, list with Chris K, and I'm like, that's so much better than both the other ones. I'm buying a third website name. <laughs> so oh, now you never know when you might need the other ones. That's correct. It's <laughs> at any point in time, I could just switch it up. <laughs> um, so the the market right so what's going on what do you think is happening so i will say this every year you know we always everyone talks about our big spring market right mm -hmm. spring 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 got to be blah, in the spring blah, market blah, right blah, right yeah correct and it is our our biggest market sure um, however our second market is the fall market and it's super strong i mean it's not like it's not a small market it is um we i sell a lot of homes i think that personally i list more homes in the fall than i do in the spring um, and I have buyers that just every year, the week before Labor Day, it's like they all show up. I guess yeah, people come I've home. I've had that this week too. People come home from vacation. They're yeah. getting the kids ready for school and they're just like, okay, the kids, ki kids are back in school. Like, let's get back to business. And all of a sudden my phone leading, is lighting yeah. up. Leading up to that point, it, it becomes a little quiet and that's yeah. how it was for me. And August is usually like, a little slow for me yeah, too. And I'm like, oh, well, we're in that, you know, dog days of summer, right? So okay, that's fine. And then uh, last week it was like, my phone just stopped, started ringing. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, oh yeah, kids are going back to school. That's that right. must be what it is. That's right. The fall market is here. Oh, gotta be in by Christmas. Gotta yep. be in by Thanksgiving, right? Yep, that's, that's the thing. So that there, there's like this mad rush now. And um, I think in our area in particular, a lot of people like end up showing up in Warwick in the mm -hmm. fall too. Right, between the apples and the mm -hmm. harvest fest. So it's the... a very busy time in our office mm -hmm. uh, for on, people having on time. And, you know, just we do get a lot of um, people that walk into our office because yeah. we're in such a great location. In case anybody doesn't know, it's the railroad station right in the middle of town. And we do get, you know, a lot, a lot going on over there. So, um, so yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm super excited. I have, um, I have a listing coming up in Pine Bush. Um, I have a listing coming up in Sugarloaf. Um, and then I have a couple different market analyses that are out there. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just not sure what's gonna, what's gonna happen with those. Yeah. So, um, so minimum of two new listings, which is great. And they're both, um, they're both af affordable homes, not crazy. Um, I have a, um, a property that I was going to list and then it turned out that the tenant is going to buy the house, so I am going to be handling the transaction, but it's never even going to come to market. Right. I know. I had actually just got a call. I had my client sign all the paperwork yesterday for selling the house. She called me today. She's like, I got a call from you know one of my daughter's friends. She heard we were going to be listing the house, and she wants to come and see it. And I said, said, well, you should let her know that our you know our on market date is you know in you know mid September and that she can come to the open house and you know bring her realtor if she you know doesn't have one she's welcome to work with me I said but um, I said you know we're kind of in that pre-marketing stage we've signed all that paperwork um, and she's like that's fine you know I just wanted to let you know because I didn't know what to say to her and mm -hmm. I said I said I appreciate the call um, and she goes and are you, you know we're gonna put the coming soon up sign up she's like well, what if someone comes knock on my door I said, refer same, them to you. I said, same thing. I'll give you a pile of my cards. Just say, we're not on market yet, but please give Christine a call and she will set an appointment for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, so it's, um, you know, 
And you should have representation mm-hmm. if you're a buyer. Yeah. Whether you know, I know Christine can do both sides of it. I, t- I don't. I don't like to. I don't like to either. But I usually it, refer. Can. Yeah, I usually refer to someone else in the office when when that happens. Because especially with the seller, like my seller hasn't you know hasn't sold. She's been in this house forty years. She mm-hmm. hasn't sold a house possibly ever. So. Um, I want to make sure that I'm totally representing her sure. needs there. And that's that's what a good agent does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, so the market's definitely getting strong. There's, um, I have offers in on things. I've been virtually showing houses. I have one client like that does not want to come here because she's afraid she's going to get COVID. Right. Just going outside, she's going to get COVID. <laughs> she won't won't come here so every time she sees the house i have to go to the house and we do a video um call through it and she sees the house and you know after doing this several times with her i know now what she is not going to like right and the last time that we 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 saw i was sort of i was like you know i don't think you're gonna like this house and she just couldn't let it go so i had to bring it then she's like oh you were right right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Correct. I'm good at my job. We've been through seven right. of these. It's, you, it's exactly what you didn't like about all the other houses. Yeah, and, and even more of what you, you know, it's like all the things that you didn't like in the other houses combined into this one house. <laughs> right. This is not a two negatives make a positive kind of a situation. I, I tried to say that to her and I even drove, you know, Pat, you know, on the road because I knew she wasn't going to like the road right. before we, we even, I made an appointment for the house because, you know, the, the people that happen to live in this house are not people that leave the house they're not right. well people so they do not leave the house and i didn't want to you know impose upon them right um if i didn't think that it was going to work and you know they she just insisted and we we did have to go over there and then you know it didn't it, it wasn't what she wanted right you know what are you going to do you have to kind of do that and then i have other things that are just pending out there that for whatever reason i have a few i have a few We've they're not on, getting to they're not getting to contract there there's an issue with one thing or the other or yeah. closing like why aren't we closing well there's a tenant still in the house and the tenant doesn't want to leave and it's it's know. hard i have um i have a closing situation going on now where we've been under contract um and we were waiting on the appraisal and waiting on the appraisal and waiting on the appraisal um and you know reached out to the mortgage company like what they is going on they hadn't done the appraisal or you no, were waiting they to get had it back? done it and we right I hadn't come back. I hadn't come back for weeks and weeks and weeks. Correct. That's the right face. She's making a face. That's the right one. Like, what? Um, so I, you know, the mortgage company is just like, you know, we don't know who the appraiser is, but let me call, you know, let, we'll reach out to the appraisal assigner and see what we can mm-hmm. find out. So a few more days go by. And now the, the listing agent is freaking out. She's like, why aren't we closing? Why we, we're, we're well past our, our contract date. And I'm like, all we're waiting on is this appraisal. Come back to find out the appraiser had passed away. <gasps> Oh my God! Mm-hmm. And then COVID? was it COVID? I don't know. <laughs> I Probably this, wasn't. When, but when the when the mortgage guy had found out and finally got his name, he he said he was googling him to see if he could find the obituary. I was like, what? Nobody cares that much. But I said, so I said, so what do we do now? He's like, we're going to pay to rush another appraisal. I said, okay. that's great. A rush appraisal right now took three weeks to get him in. Wow. I said to the, when the when the appraiser called to give me the date they were coming. I'm like, listen. I said, uh, do you have anything sooner? I said, I know that the bank has agreed to pay a rush fee to get this done. Um, and he's like, well, the, you know, he's like, the bank knows my timing and they agreed to it. Um, you know, this is the fastest I can do it. Wow. And so it's been. Uh, by the way, we're still not closed, but he did go do the appraisal. Now we're waiting for it to come back. To again. come back, it's so crazy. I we had an uh, uh, one of my uh, listings. We had an appraisal done. And it came back and everything was fine and good. Oh, appraisal's good. Appraisal's good. Then all of a sudden I get a call going, oh, the appraisers, uh, we're going over there with a roof appraiser. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, just like that. What? What do you mean a roof appraiser? Like, I haven't heard of that one in 20 <laughs> years. What are you talking about? So, yeah, they had somebody come out to appraise the, the life of the roof or whatever. Because the roof was bad. But I think what ended up happening is because the roof was bad, they decided to borrow more money to fix the roof. Uh. When, so they wanted to make sure that that was really the case or whatever. But I didn't know what was really going on. I'm like, what do you mean the roof? Are they going to tell us that? Right. Now it doesn't appraise anymore, but that wasn't the case. So, um, it, but it's just a lot of weird things. It's always something. That's the, the, the thing about real estate and our business. 
no two transactions are really ever the same. No two transactions are the same, but the anxiety of our buyers is the same. Yes. Right. And you mentioned appraisals and, you know, for me working with buyers and sellers, I think that in the whole process, um, other than like waiting to get the offer, um, or your first offer, the appraisal is the number one, um, anxiety inducing part of the whole thing. Right. And it doesn't matter which market you're in. If you're in a buyer's market or a seller's market, there's still anxiety over that appraisal. Right. Um, and you always, you know, whether, like you said, buyer's market, seller's market, is it going to be really high? Is it going to be really low? Because, mm -hmm. you know, a seller doesn't want it to be, I mean, they might want it to be high, but then they're like mad that they're not getting that money. Right. And if it's too low, then they're not going to get that money. And right. it's just, it's, it's anxiety provoking for everybody. No. And, you know, I, I remember like in a, in like, in a market we're in now where prices are rising, right? You're, pay, you're paying, you know, you're paying a little more than um, what you would be used to or what, you know, when you're doing an appraisal, you're looking three months back and prices have gone up since then, right? And so you're anxious, will it appraise for that amount up high? Mm -hmm. um, vice versa, when you're in a buyer's market and prices are dropping, appraisals, you know, the same thing happens. They guesstimate the market ahead of you. Right. So all of a sudden in a dropping market, the same thing was happening, right? Appraisals right. were coming in lower than you could even imagine because they're tr the banks are trying to project what's going to happen next. So whether you're in a buyer's market or a seller's market, there still is that, that anxiety over yeah. the appraiser. And, and you know, what, what I try to tell my people is, listen, the appraisal is a part of the process, right? And I can't predict what it's going to be. And you can't, I said, I've had homes that I was sure would never appraise that appraise. And I've had homes that I was positive there'd be no problem show up with a crazy problem. And I'd be like, mm -hmm. what, what comps did they pull? So I just say like step one, we have to let it happen. Right. And step two, we have to deal with what the, what, what the results let are. Let the chips fall where yeah. they are, where they may. And, and then you have to figure out how to, if, if something, if something's wrong, how to deal with it. That's right. And whether it's, you know, calling in with different comps to talk, you know, see if the appraiser will reconsider which I would say I have like 50-50 success if someone wants to, like, to reconsider. Yeah. And not that I get them all the way up to my number that I need, but even if I get an adjustment, mm -hmm. that, that usually can bridge a gap, right, that yeah. I need. I mean, I, I typically will bring um, the um, comps with me right. to an appraisal. Uh, you know, and I think that they... I, sometimes I wonder if, if, if they're just being nice and taking them. They always take them. I think that sometimes they just pop them in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they put them in the back of the file in case they have trouble finding, finding something later. But, you know, appraisers are better at their jobs than we are at their jobs. I always say that. Um, you know, and they don't take into, I don't think they take into emotion the way we do right right because uh, you know they're just strictly looking at numbers and we're looking at how a house makes you feel right when you go into it sometimes like when we're giving a value to it i think that's an important really important uh, part of it yeah so we're going to take a quick break we'll be back This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Howard Hanna Rand Realty for more than 20 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs. And then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well. And whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com. And let's get together. Okay. O'Keefe & McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe & McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Hi, this is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Right now is a great time to buy or sell. Buyers can take advantage of historically low interest rates and sellers can get top dollar for their home in this high demand market. Our agents utilize the most innovative tools and market knowledge to help you achieve your real estate goals. 
Give us a call at 845-986-4848 at Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Home happens here. Hi, I'm Dave Edwards, and I invite you to join me every Sunday night when we'll showcase a perfect album. I'll start with side one, track one, and we'll play every song in order from the record. A few bonus songs, as well as some trivia, too, right here on Radio Worth Listening To. Hi, this is Dr. Pierre Louis, a clinical psychologist. I will take your calls and I will answer all your personal and business relationship questions, helping you create a life healthy in mind, body, and spirit every Friday at 11 a.m. I'm gonna make this place your Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, hosting today with Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Fabulous. Hey, Grace, how can people find you if they want to give you a call? They can call me at 845-742-4361, or they can email me at grace.warren <laughs> at randrealty.com. Fabulous. And but definitely uh, call me or text me, because that's probably the best way to get me. That's correct. And I'm just going to work on this one. If you go to my website, listwithchrisk.com, you will find all my <laughs> I have contact a information. Too, but I never get I never give it out, right? So I'm just not even gonna say it. <laughs> and this is why I bought my own. <laughs> so anyway, funny. we're gonna talk a little bit about um, you know, where you can find some resources or some guidance um, if you're a buyer in this market. Yeah. Um, there is a website that um, that we can go on to. It's called RPR nar.rpr or something like that that that's for us but on there there's a bunch of resources and one of them is uh homeownershipmatters.realtor and there is a lot there are a lot of um articles and different things for first-time home buyers regular buyers um just tons of of resources for different different questions that you might have when you're buying a house like um, about mortgages, about uh, whether the, you know, what the market's doing right now. And it's, you know, if you're getting in to be in the market, it's a good place to start and, and start looking at things. You know, our, my experience with RPR has always been positive. Um, for me, I use it as um, like a backup source of data for doing uh, market analysis. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes I want to dig in a little deeper to a neighborhood. It has mm -hmm. good it has really good kind of neighborhood stats. Um, and it's a little it brings a little bit um, kind of different data. Right. Each database that I find we work with, whether you look at a home snap or you're looking at our MLS or you're looking at RPR, they all kind of have their focus where they're really good at, at their thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so I really like some of the reports that come out of RPR. Um, yeah, and most of them surrounding like the neighborhood and what's going on. So like if you're in a neighborhood, we can just go on the website. Like right now, I just opened it up and it tells me within five miles of what what's going on. And it happens that there isn't anything going on. But like when I did it at my house, there's a distressed property like right by near my house. And I was like, oh, That's I didn't know this was a distressed property. And then. Um, I found out who owned the property and it had, you know, it has a lot of information on there. Yeah, I think it reports. even has like more mortgage information, like what's owed on the house, all that, yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's, it, it is, it, it is good because sometimes arming yourself with as much data as you can um, is helpful. I know that I sometimes I'm always amazed at how much information a buyer can dig up on a house on their own. Sometimes I'm like, well, what, what are you, you know, right. Sherlock Holmes? How like, could you, you get all this how information could you have found from this much and information? And a lot of times they find out more information than I have available to me right on, um, on MLS. Right. You know, like I had somebody call me the other day. Oh, what's the deal with this house? I'm like, I don't know. Let me, let me look. Cause it right. was not in Warwick. It was in a different town. So I looked and I'm like, it's not in MLS. So right. now I have to do a tax property search. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I found it and it looks like it had been on the market and it it um, it never sold. It, it expired and it is foreclosed on now. But uh, they must have been on something that showed foreclosures. It was foreclosures. Yeah. And, you know, some of those aren't always right. You no, know, like if I you know. go on Zillow, they say, oh, it's in foreclosure, but it's really not in foreclosure. Listen, I have people who take it to the like the next step. Like they will find, <laughs> they will find the tax record. They'll find the owner's name. They'll Google the owner. They'll be able to tell me. Well, listen, there was a death in the family. They're selling because of this. <laughs> da, 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 da. I think we can get a good deal. And I'm like, okay, it's not on the market. I said, right. Well, or I'll say this. I'll say, listen, it is on the market. 
well, they bought it for this six months ago. How could they be asking this other number? And I said, well, I said, we have a lot of buyer demand. And I said, I get that they bought it. Maybe that was a flip or something. I said, and they put some money into it. They put effort into it. I said, at the end of the day, it doesn't, you don't get to decide what their profit on a house is. Um, the market That's will, a good way of putting it, right? Christine. Like, you know, people are like, well, they, you know, how could they be asking this? You know, why should they make this much money? Well, correct. And, and I say, listen, I'm going to tell you maybe what that's homes, their job. Like, right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what homes like this are selling for, right? And you're going to decide what you want to put the offer together for, right? My job is to give you information about the market and where this home fits in it, right? And your job is to decide with, with whatever data it is you found, what you feel comfortable offering. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you know what I think about your offer, right? So that, you know, you're not blindsided or if it's your dream house, but you, you know, you just can't get over the differential for what they bought it for, for what they're selling for, right? Right. But you really want the house. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you, you need to be higher. I'm gonna tell you, oh, that, I think you might be a little too high, mm -hmm. right? Um, but at the end of the day, the house is gonna sell at, at, at what the market is gonna pay for it. So that's right. it is, to me, that, that's the one I get the most often is they've done, you know, a buyer has done a lot of research, which is great, the data is out there, you should do that research. But then to come back and say, you know, well, they only bought it for this, I'm not paying them that. Okay, <laughs> you don't have, nobody's telling you, you have to pay them anything. <laughs> right but you're not gonna get the house because <laughs> somebody else is gonna pay that's, it that's correct so please don't make me write up this I, offer i just yeah i just <laughs> i i just was pulling the um the average sale price in the town of warwick right now mm -hmm. um, price per square foot right and it was 210 dollars. right and it used to be like like when i started it was 140 then it was like 170 yeah. And now 210, that's high. And in the village, it's even way higher than that. Oh, don't I know it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I it's much higher. You, you, did you close on that property yeah. over on Oakland Court? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't know exactly what it closed. You can tell us, what, what was it? Uh, was it closed? It was like over 575. Yeah, it, that's amazing. Yes. That is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. So I was pulling up um, all those comps because I have a client that's making an offer on something in the village. And we were, I was really surprised to know what the average sale price in the town, in the village was. And yeah. it's, it's like $235. And that was with me taking out, I, I did take out this like, maybe there were two foreclosures that were really low. Right. And then I pulled out everything that was in Warwick Grove. Cause that's its own little Correct. It's right. thing, you know? So I, I didn't feel like that was a fair, yeah. was fair. So, it came to $235. That was a lot foot. higher. Yeah. yeah, 235 per square foot. It was a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. I know. So by the way, this is all the value your real estate agent brings to you, right? Just all the different ways we slice and dice the data to figure it out, right? And in village homes, like you want to compare to other village homes, A, locationally, but also village homes tend to be a little smaller um, than smaller homes, properties, right? Than homes out, out of town, and smaller homes generally have a higher price per square foot than a larger home does. And there's, you know, there, there's something to be said for being able to walk to the restaurants, oh, yeah. and, and you know, into town for whatever reason. There's park there, and you know, it's certainly. I, I think it, it, I was surprised because I didn't know it was going to be that much. I didn't realize that it was two hundred and ten dollars yeah. really in Warwick. Like right now, because it's been going up, 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 up. Yeah, and and then for the village, it, it was so much higher too. It was it, it was kind of a surprise. But anyway, back to um, the, right. the, the different the, tools. The different tools that we have. Another um, tool was that one I was mentioning, the homeownership matters realtor. You should definitely go check that out if you want to get some good information and some good articles. That's excellent. Yep. Um, you know, we were talking about that uh, price per square foot and uh, talking a little bit about your offer. And we were also talking earlier about anxiety of buyers, right? Um, That's one of One of the biggest anxieties that buyers have today, fear of overpaying. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's a real, it, it's, it's a, a real, real concern, fear. right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you and I know that um, the flip side of the increased, you know, increased value is that we have very low interest rates. Um, and I try to quell people's concerns by saying, listen, you're right. The price is a little higher than, than what I would think it would be. However, interest rates are lower than what they normally are. And if you look at your monthly payment, right, what are you going to pay per month? Um, you know, is it affordable to you? Is that a number, right? Because you are really getting a big discount with the mortgage rates we have right now. So 
you have to kind of there's yeah. a there's a teeter totter there, right? Mm-hmm. High price, low interest rates kind of bring things into balance, right? Low price, high interest rates bring things into balance. High price, high interest rates. Now we got a problem. That's a problem. That's when right? we're going to have a um, a buyer's market again. When right. That happens. Cause, right. Because values will start to sink then. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's uh, I guess that in terms of that that anxiety that home buyers have that am I paying too much? Am I ever going to be able to sell the house for what I'm buying it for? Um, you know, that's that's one of those things that you really it takes a little bit of time. Also, the, what I find is it takes some time for some people to really wrap their head around spending that kind of money, especially mm-hmm. I have a couple buyers that have been looking for a long time. Um, for whatever reasons, we started looking and then there was a change and then they stopped and now they started again, right? Yeah. And so when we started looking two years ago, the housing market was totally different. And they, they're they like, but I could have bought this house two years ago for fifty or $60,000, yeah. yes. And I, my answer is some, yep, you could have, but it was, you can't now. And, and it wasn't the right time for you. And right. you know, one of the other fears that people have is what is listed here as running down a dream. So it's sort of... Um, they want a house so bad. Right. They're going to do anything to get this house. Yeah. And you know, that can be scary too. Cause then you're thinking like, Oh, I just, I just like offered like my whole life to get this house. And should I, should I just do that just because I want this house now? Right. You, know, you have to, you know, put that into perspective. Like, can you wait? Is it the right time for you to buy a house? All these questions you have to answer. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's not easy. It's, um, the process is is long. It's arduous. It's invasive into your life. It takes over your brain all the time, <laughs> right? Um, even once you get through past some of the hard parts, like you've done all this home searching, you finally get an accepted offer. It's still a frustrating process. Like I tell people, that's great, I, and I know how long we've been looking, and I'm so excited for you. I want you to know the stress is not over. No. And now you have to start your mortgage process. I go, and you're going to have to give people paperwork, and then they're going to ask for the same paperwork again. I said, and then you know what? They're going to ask for it again. I said, just keep your paperwork out. Make a pile. Have it handy. You're going to have to send in your your pay stubs over uh, and over yeah, and over and ever, again. The longer it takes, the more pay stubs you're going to have to yeah. send in. So you and just be ready for it. That's right. And you know they may ask for a bank statement that you've already sent in twice. Just send it again. Um, and know that that's going to happen, right? So it's, um, there is, there is a process. It is not easy. It could be easier. Um, but at least for right now, this is, this is it. This is what we got. So, um, I think that's all the time we have. Yeah. We are done with another hour of radio, which I can't even believe happened. Yeah. Neither can I. And I want to say happy Labor Day to everybody out there. Yep. Enjoy, um, the rest of this day and, you know, then the, Real life starts again on Tuesday that's, when that's kids right. back to school. Wednesday, people back, back to, to school on Wednesday. Oh, There's Wednesday, a, they a Jewish holiday this week. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, Yom Kippur, right? Yeah. I, for, I didn't even think about that. Because it doesn't affect me because I don't have kids in school. <laughs> anyway, have a great week, everybody. Great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.